Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm, I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot, a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was, he was football 24-7, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times, at times, the early part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, don't wait too long. You know, because I'm going to get away. If you ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, it looks like Duke's in the waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us uh, a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. Got a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life. And I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Sunday, and we are here without our fearless leader. However, we do have Mark, Tony, and Tom. Jamie's Tom. Do you want to explain where Jamie's at right now? Jamie is uh, on the side of the road somewhere in Canada, stranded, waiting for the uh, Canadian Mounted Police to come and rescue. So, once Dudley Do Right comes and picks him up and uh, gets him home, we do expect him on. But uh, Last we heard, what was that, James? He texted us about 30, 40 minutes ago. He was on the side of the road yeah. with his his uh, trunk open and uh, waiting for us. Sending out, yeah, sending out smoke signals to uh, to get back home so he could um, join us. Mark, Tony, welcome. You guys are a much better replacement than our fearless leader tonight, who we <laughs> hopefully should have on at, uh, at 820. What's up, gentlemen? How are you guys doing? Hey, the bigger question right. about Jamie, is he uh, sleeveless? I don't know. It's probably, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't what's the, what's the conversion between Fahrenheit and Celsius? I can never remember I, that. Is I, there I like minus four up there? December in Canada, I would think not. But if anybody was going to do it and pull it off, it would be Jamie. It's minus 32 divided by 1.8. 
Okay. Thanks, Mark. That's what, you know, that's why we have Mark on. Not only does he cold provide there. good recaps, but uh, he's there. Let's uh, before we get started with our guest, let's talk about the uh, the game on uh, Sunday, Tom. Monstrous win, a statement win. Uh, but I'll say this: if we want it to stick, if we want it to count, got to take care of business uh, Sunday against the, the Lake Erie team. But you know, fan, tremendous resolve, toughness. Defense doing what it, it needed to do and had to do to get a turnover just at the right time to uh, turn the game around. And, you know, I would not have rather have anyone on the planet quarterbacking this team other than Joe Burrow. So uh, the receivers playing great and as much heat starting with me as the offensive line took back in September, they are so much better. And uh, I think they're going to show Cleveland that again Sunday. But, you know, doing what they needed to do to beat what everybody tells us is the best team in the NFL. Our buddy, uh, Augie has an interesting, uh, comment here. Um, I think he had two catches, one of them, a touchdown. I think, you know, the, the front office staff, Zach, Brian Callahan must watch the show because they got our, uh, our favorite, uh, running back, uh, the ball. He had two touchdown. snaps in the game. Oh, two snaps. Okay. Correct two, me there. Yes. Two plays. And one was a big, big touchdown. So kudos, uh, kudos to him. You know, I think, you know, looking at the, the game on Sunday, just coming out and getting that uh, opening drive um, touchdown was huge. I think it, it set the, uh, set the tone. And, you know, while we trailed a little bit, I just don't feel like we ever looked back. It just gave us that energy. Um, as always, the the fans that pay core went to it from the, uh, from initial, initial kick. And it, uh, it was a lot of fun. Those four o'clock games allow us, um, Seems like more time to um, to party pregame, although the uh, allotment's the, the same amount of time, and you'll see a lot of that, those pregame festivities highlighted in Mark's video a little bit later. But um, certainly uh, a lot of fun uh, pregame, and appreciate all those that um, joined us. Tony, would you like to add anything to the uh, game day experience on Sunday as I put some more user comments up? Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome game. Um, like you guys said, it's a must-win game. Um, for us, it set the precedence for the rest of the year, I think. And then, um, you know, just to echo what Tom said, we need that division win. So we need to make sure we get that uh, Cleveland uh, thorn out of our side and let Burrow have his first win against that team up north. That team up north. What uh, what were your thoughts from the game, Mark? Oh, man, it was absolutely awesome. Like you said, the festivities before were great. Um, the game was awesome. Uh one thing I did notice, and I, I hope we made some the team made some more believers, because at the beginning of the game when we were up 14-3, the crowd was absolutely raucous. And I felt that in like the second half where they took the lead on us, it seems like there wasn't as much energy. I think there was a little nervousness in the crowd, like, you know, this is the best team in the NFL. We've heard it, and our team just came out and executed and did what they had to do. So I hope that the people who – there's always some fans that, you know, they're the best coach and you should do this and that. I think we made some more believers. Going back to the uh, the tailgate, we want to thank our friends at uh, Prime. What was it? A thousand burgers, I think they served up. Uh, hundreds and, and hundreds of sausage and broths and uh, walked around with some tomahawk steaks. Uh, my friends at Gold Star Camp Washington, awesome spread. Um, as always, I think the two gentlemen that don't get a lot of credit are uh, Jungle Joe and, and Luke, and we appreciate them. Um, in front of the grill all day, Tony, you know about that. You got stuck in front of the grill in uh, Nashville a couple weeks ago and just how much work those guys put into it. 
Yeah, as much uh, I missed them uh, in Nashville, so it's much appreciated with them uh, guys. And don't forget Mar- Mariana too; she's in there helping uh, uh, cook them wieners and uh, chili and all that good stuff. So, yeah, kudos to those guys for sure. Yep, we uh, we appreciate that uh, as always. Uh, kick and folks at Cincinnati Music Accelerate DJ Trub is just a lot of fun. And hey, we just uh, we'll be three and zero um, Sunday. Also, oh, three and zero. Oh. No. so she might be coming that? for the rest of the home games. Yeah, undi- uh, undefeated. Well, we've got an uh, exciting lineup tonight, uh, Trenton Irwin, and then we have our, our local star that um, in the last week just took off on um, social media. Let's uh, let's go ahead and bring her on and welcome Hello. Haven to Bengal Gym and Friends. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are um, on cloud nine after the big win. We're nowhere near as famous as you after this uh this last week um tell us about it. i think i know personally i've gotten my wisdom teeth pulled this is probably like 50 years ago and thankfully we didn't have smartphones or any of that technology then to uh show all the uh silly stuff that uh that happened when i got mine yanked out but um tell us about um the whole how the day and, and the car ride home Yeah. So going into the wisdom removal surgery, I have this petrifying fear of needles. I have always been scared of them since I was a young child. And, you know, I'm 21. You think I'd be a little bit more mature. I I still can't handle it. I don't like them. Uh, And so I was terrified to go into the surgery because I knew that they were going to give me an IV to, you know, give me that anesthesia, get me to to sleep. Um, The, uh, the surgery. And so like, as I was walking back into the room to get this procedure done, I was already crying. I could not keep it together. I was so nervous for the procedure. And uh, after everything was over, they called my mom back and were like, listen, mom, she went to sleep crying. So she's going to wake up crying. It's totally normal to have an emotional reaction <laughs> to anesthesia. Um, but the best thing you can do for her is talk about something that makes her happy. So I had my Joe Burrow jersey on that day. And my mom was like, I know what'll fix this. Like, we'll just talk about the Bengals. It's her favorite team. Like, she's a super fan. This will cheer her up. Uh, it just turned out for an outlet for me to just let all of the stress of the season out. Um, obviously, I wept. Uh, I expressed some of my true feelings there. But yeah, that's where the tears came from was that emotional reaction and just the fear of needles. <laughs> and, and if you're one of the few people that haven't seen this video, I'm going to go ahead and try to play a snippet for everybody here. Give me one second and see if I can do this without screwing everything up. Everything, and I miss him. <laughs> Even if we get past that one. Well, then we got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Holmes, and he's so good, and everyone knows it. And he makes those Subway commercials. about the uh the chiefs last weekend but but certainly valid fears as they uh led the afc coming into uh, sunday's game but um i i agree the the browns and something we talked behind the scenes on a little bit earlier they've certainly been a uh thorn in our side and man you hit the nail on the head with that 
Yeah. Uh, one of the funny things is when my dad first saw the video, he was like, listen, Haven, I know that we don't like the Browns, but historically speaking, technically they're not the worst. They're just one of the worst. So actually the worst team would be like the Detroit Lions. Um, but I mean, come on, I'm a Bengals fan. So like, of course, I'm going to hang on the Browns before I do the Lions. Um, but even this week, I'm still stressed. I know Deshaun Watson's back, but luckily I, I watched some of the game that he had on Sunday and he hasn't played football in hundreds and hundreds of days. And to me, it shows. I'm really hoping that this is the time that Joe Burrow can step up and break that 0-4 record. Tom, I know it's a perfect segue. It sounds like she might have a, a sports background. Do you want to go ahead and ask the question? Well, you know, we could tell by by your major at NKU that you're very much into sports and not to, you know, I'm a dad, not to correct your dad, but uh, the, whether their record is the worst, the Browns are certainly, if not the most evil, the second most evil franchise in all of football. So, and they, they've proven that with their offseason acquisitions. But uh, so we heard about your fears from the other weeks. You follow the team very closely. You're one of us. You're a fan. How do you see Sunday going? What do you think we have to worry about? And where do you think the Bengals are going to excel? Well, I think the biggest thing that we need to focus on moving forward is Nick Chubb. Obviously, for such an awful team that he's playing for, Nick Chubb has been a standout all season long. No matter how bad the team is playing, he can get the yards. But, you know, we have that awareness. I'm sure the Bengals do as well. So making sure that he's covered because, honestly, they're – he is definitely their biggest asset. And I feel like if you could prevent that and keep uh, Nick Chubb to a minimum number of yards, then the rest of the game should be pretty easy. They have a bad record. They're a bad team and we're a good one. So it, sh it shouldn't be as hard as it, as it always is for us. If we can keep Nick Chubb to what we did to Derrick Henry, I think we'll uh, be all right. So to expand on the um, NKU education and, and stuff a little bit further, Haven, and we appreciate you joining us. Are you studying um, journalism or, or broadcast at uh, NKU now? I actually am a triple major at NKU. So I'm studying electronic media and broadcasting, journalism, and communication studies. And with those three majors, my goal is to work in sports as some sort of sideline reporter or analyst. Like my goal is to do the sports side of things. Nice. What, um, obviously, you speak very well. This isn't uh, your first time in front of the camera. What uh, opportunities have you had through NKU, NKU thus far? Yeah, so that's one of the great things about NKU. I have this awesome professor named Wes Akers, and he used to work for the Cincinnati Bengals as a cameraman uh, and as well as the Cincinnati Reds. And through him, one of the producers at the Cincinnati Reds reached out and said, do you know anyone that wants to <coughs> in-stadium um, in host position we have with the Reds? Of course. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Of course, of course, that made me. I auditioned and now, now, in stadium, stadium, Cincinnati Red, Red, and through work, work, Red, now, now, a position. Somehow we got an echo there. See if we can clean that up. We'll blame Tom. Get Tom off. Let me remove him. All right, I think that's cleared up. Can you hear us? Okay, Haven. Yes. Okay. So you went on to say about the, um, the professor that you had that was a former um, Bengals uh, cameraman, as, as somebody that uh, did a lot of internships in, in college. They're certainly valuable and uh, soak all those in um, that you can. Going, uh, looking at this video or going back to this video in the last week, what's, um, what's the thing that stuck out to you the most? Maybe, you know, we saw Barstool share. We've seen every national media share. 
what's the one thing that you can say that, man, this is, this is crazy that this, uh, this has happened off this video. I think that the best thing about this video being out there is, you know, it, going viral, if you will, I have been paying attention to what the response has been and it's been overwhelmingly positive. But the funniest comment that I keep seeing is, you know, all Bengals fans are thinking it, but she had the anesthesia to say it. Like the stress <laughs> has been filled by everyone this season, but someone finally mentioned it. And I love that because I mean, the Bengals really have one of the best fan bases in the country and seeing us all come together and be like, you know, this is a really hard season for us, but then also seeing the Bengals beat the Titans and beat the chiefs and fingers crossed for beating the Browns next week. They've really stepped up to the occasion lately. Now, um, game days, do you come down to Paycor Stadium and watch them? Do you watch from, from home? What's your game day ritual? Yeah, so of course I try to do a little bit of both. Um, I'm not a season ticket holder, unfortunately, but um, I go to the games when I can. And if I'm not at the game, I am at home with my parents because my mom and my dad are also super sports fans. Sometimes we can get my brothers to join in, but they're not as into it as we are. Uh, but actually this past game, my mom and I went to our favorite Mexican restaurant, we sat at the bar and made friends with everyone there and watching the game in that sort of community and environment was really, really fun as well. During the nice. third quarter, I will say I was like absolutely depressed. And so, so were the rest of us, but you know, we had that first half energy. We had that third quarter slump and then things heated back up again during the fourth. Mark, what do you think? Should we invite her down to uh, hang out with us at Bengal gyms before uh, one of the games? Absolutely. She should come down this week and give us a toast, and that way we can break this duck. And I will say, I didn't feel bad because how you sounded about the Browns is how I sound without the drugs. It annoys me to no end that we can't beat those bums, so I'm hoping more than anything that this week we can get it done. Yeah, me me as well. I really, um, I mean, he's my hero. I need, that's one of the things that I've that I like about this is, you know, I talk about my love for Joe Burrow in it, but love is about accountability. And if I'm going to love him, I've got to be straight with him and he needs to beat the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, you had the Joe Burrow on the day of the, um, the uh, wisdom teeth polling. Is, is he your favorite? Is that safe to, to bet that he's your favorite Bengal? Of course I love him because he's always in the front. Like he is definitely one of the, the big movers and shakers on the team. But I'm also a huge fan of Jamar Chase because Jamar has that swagger and that attitude. And after every game and even during the games, I mean, he's letting everyone know that he's there uh, just by the way he talks and walks and acts. And I love uh, following that because I think it's hilarious. I love the confidence. Uh, but also, of course, he is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Gotcha. Before we um, let Haven go, Tom, do you have a final question for her? No, just not how she sees uh, this coming Sunday, but the rest of the season. The rest of the season. That's a tough question. I, you know, I'm hoping to me with the teams that we have left, honestly, we should be able to beat every single one of them. Do I think that we will beat every one of them? Probably not. Um, I think that, I mean, honestly, the Bucks are playing pretty awful this year it's not Tom Brady's fault but I feel like that game is going to be a real challenge for us not because of how good they are just because I think that the Bengals are the kind of team that step up to the occasion and when we play a team like the Chiefs or the Bills or one of those big games they always match the energy but I think that sometimes we walk into a game with the Steelers or the Bucks and we don't 
we don't always bring the energy that we need. And so I'm afraid we're going to lose to the Bucks. But I think the Bills will be a great game because it's one of those high pressure things. I think the Browns will, even though they're a bad team, we're historically bad against them. So I'm hoping that uh, they always rise to the occasion like they do. I think we're seeing the uh, the tide change, um, just a game out of the uh, the AFC top spot. So we're optimistic. Um, Haven, that's, uh, I must say, um, as somebody that's afraid of needles, that's somebody that's been there, um, you know, kudos to you. I'm, I'm right there in the same boat. And as Mark invited you, anytime you want to come down to uh, to Bengal Gym and gyms and hang out with all of us, you're more than welcome. And, and thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to join us tonight. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me. Thanks for All coming right. on. Good day, Haven. Good day. I've had two wisdom tooth pulled, and I've never had any rash. I need a new dentist because the drugs I get are nowhere near as good as what other people get. I don't understand what's going on there. Tom, I think you had a story, right? When your son got his wisdom teeth pulled? Yeah, my, my son was he was staring down at the carpet claiming that the floor was moving. Uh, was crawling around, but uh, he he pulled out of it just fine. Now she's a very impressive young lady, uh, triple major. Her parents must be absolutely humiliated. Um, but uh, you know, a good friend of the show, and we hope forever a good friend of the show. But we may have found the next Marissa Contrapelli, perhaps. And I was going to give a, a friendly um, suggestion if she wanted to do her graduate at probably the best broadcast school in Syracuse, maybe make a, put in a good word for her, but. Um... I digress. Tony, you are up with our weekly segment. Tell us about uh, all the fun we had last weekend and and the huge difference that uh, you make for Bengals fans and where we're at. Yeah, so it was a great tailgate as always. Um, this week we showcased uh, Maddie's House. You guys know Maddie's House is a uh, mental health awareness uh, type organization that helps uh, those transitioning out of the hospital or, uh, you know, alcohol or drug abuse. Uh, Steve Raleigh uh, joined us along with a few of his volunteers. Uh, we had a great raffle package. We did some guitars uh, that he had had um, donated to them. And then we also had our T. Higgins full-size uh, helmet that we uh, did our card raffle for. Uh, so overall, uh, with the total amount, we had over 40, about $4,200 earned at our tailgate, you know, a little bit over three and a half hours. Bengal Nation answered the call and uh, we were able to get $4,200 towards our total. Um, we are now officially beyond our goal for the year of 75000 and we are approaching $80,000. So, uh, again, kudos to Bengal Nation and everyone who's helping us uh, get to our new goal of 100K this year. So it's $79,633 to date. And what do we have? We have the Browns. We have the Bills. We have the Ravens still at home. Um, one thing we're going to talk about a little bit later is our Tampa tailgate where fans can go on and get tickets for that. So um, four more games coming up, three of which are at home, which we'll be doing stuff. And uh, I'm confident, Tony, we can get to that uh, $100,000 mark. I am too, because I'm pretty sure we're going to have some playoff games too there to contend with. So, uh, looking forward to that. But uh, we just com we're we're starting our 17th um, charity that we uh, have contributed to. So we have donated uh, that 79,000 to 17 different charities. So it's awesome. Uh, there's our lucky winner of the helmet. Uh, I do believe he was from the Dayton area. Yeah, 
And I think that was his first time at the um, at the tailgate and took home that uh, T. Higgins autographed um, helmet. In addition, he'll be back. He'll be back. In addition to the um, to the charity stuff, you also um, put a smile on a couple uh, young uh, kids' faces, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, we continue to do uh, this started a few a uh, uh, couple months ago um, where we are getting donated tickets for kids and their first game. So we had Cooper and Callan, um, they uh, joined us for their first game. And then, of course, Cincy Shirt, who does uh, all the shirts for us at Bengal Gym and Friends, uh, we gave them two of the Tony the Tiger shirts. Uh, we also got some uh, chains donated from Ron Boyle, who makes the custom chains, um, you know, symbolizing their first game. They had a great time. Um, I just love the fact that we are contributing to our future fans. Um, I hope we can continue this uh, throughout the rest of the year. So if you got any uh, tickets that you want to donate for this uh, cause, please reach out to me, and we will make sure it goes to a, a well-deserving child uh, for their first game. So, Guys, uh, so I'm sorry, to, but think about that. Think of it as your first Bengals game, and you got to see that game. Right. Yeah. If that isn't going to stick with you the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be hard to uh, hard to top. Um, here we see the uh, toys for tots lined up. I just want to give a, a quick shout out. The gentleman putting some toys in there is Keith Moeller. We had him on the show last year. Uh, magician, he's the one. If you remember during the playoffs last year, decorated the whole side of his house with um, Bengal stuff. He's uh, now has a, a great holiday or Christmas uh, theme on the side of his house. Um, just a real generous um, individual um, does so much for the community. And um, we want to thank him for um, not only donating, as you can see there with the uh, toys for tots, but for walking around doing uh, magic tricks for uh, the young and old on um, Sunday. So sorry, Tony, Voodoo. I saw that picture and I wanted to get that in. Voodoo. Voodoo. <laughs> um, yeah. Keith is a great guy. He was one of the first contributors to our toys for tot drive and talking about that. We uh, started that as well last week. Uh, we got over uh, close to 100 toys donated at the tailgate. Uh, so kudos to you guys for bringing them in. Um, just a reminder, we are going to do that again next weekend uh, or this coming up Sunday as well. So bring them toys and let's fill all those boxes up because uh, uh, the thing I've been saying is there's no child that should go without this holiday. So uh, let's make sure we, uh, you know, make them make sure they have a good holiday season. Um, and then also uh, while we're on this subject, um, we have the Amazon registry that uh, we were generated. And again, you guys have given us over 75 uh, toys already uh, this year. I come home every day to a pile of packages at my door. And um, again, it's a, just another way to, to help uh, make sure those kids get the toys. And then um, we also well, have. And I think I am. If, if I don't screw this up, I just put a link in the um, in the chat room. So we certainly know we have an um, international presence here. Um, a lot of people tuning in. Um, that aren't from the area and won't be down there in person. But um, there is that Amazon link if you want to follow that link, have them ship directly to um, Tony's house and um, be part of it. Um, again, Bengals fans have just been so generous um, over the years. And um, if there's a, there's an opportunity there, if you don't live in the Cincinnati area and want to pitch in, um, you can just click that link and, and make a donation. Yeah, we have a really fun event too this Saturday too to help uh... – help us spread the love a little bit around the toys. So um, we are doing a, uh, I do believe it's called Toys, uh, Tigers, and Tailgate. Uh, we will start out um, this Saturday at 10 o'clock at the Eastgate Walmart. Uh, we'll be there about an hour and a half or so. 
Uh, we're going to go into the Walmart store and actually uh, spend some money and uh, get some toys. Uh, we're calling it the fill the bus. Um, if you want to join us up there, by all means, join us and uh, help fill that bus. Give us a toy. Um, and then we're going to transition to the Newport area at the Target. And then we're going to finish up the day at the Bengals Pro Shop. So it, it should be a okay. fun event. Uh, I think we've got perfect, some coffee. Uh, yeah, perfect timing there by Andrea, who works in the Pro Shop. So 2 o'clock, right, um, at the Pro Shop, where is where they can meet us if they want to pitch in. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's, a, that's the approximate time. We'll have to be a little fluid with uh, traveling to uh, three different locations, but uh, that's the idea spot for uh, the Pro Shop. Yep. All righty. Let's see here. What else? I know we had so much to cover. Do you, let's, um, let's transition into the next charity that um, we're going to do some fundraising for. I know we still have a duck race to do tonight, and we'll get to that. Do you want to talk about the, um, the next charity that uh, we're going to work with? Yeah, so the next charity that we're doing is um, we have a Logan Wilson uh, game-used autograph jersey. Uh, Logan, re uh, Logan Wilson actually reached out to uh, us and uh, wanted to help a local family, um, family that's uh, dealing with um, some medical bills associated with breast cancer. Uh, so uh, he uh, reached out to us because um, you know, I think we know what we're doing when it comes to charity. So I, I think it's being recognized that we can help out a lot of different people and a lot of different charities. So uh, this is going to start um, tonight, and it's going to be $50 a duck, and all those proceeds will go to Logan Wilson's um, um, initiative to help this family out with their medical bills. And I'm going to, in the process now of adding that um, link, let me get this off the screen and add this link to our chat area. So uh, very cool prize. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but that was a game-used jersey that Logan wore the away game in Pittsburgh, which we won, right? That is correct. Yep. Okay. So uh, game used um, Jersey, pretty cool. I'm trying to add the link there now. Let's see if it went through. It looks like it um, did. So if you want to um, partake in that, we'll be doing a duck race. I think that's one for two weeks, Tony. That's correct. It's going to go to the, the 20th. It's the week right before Christmas. Uh, that was one of the uh, things that Logan Wilson wanted to uh, make sure happened that, that we were able to, to complete this uh, fundraiser and give it to him before Christmas. All righty. Jimmy, hey, welcome. Way, thanks guys for bearing with me here. Let's uh, let's get to the duck race here. I want to bring on a, a really good friend of mine I know for many years, uh, John Strasser. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? Hey, gentlemen, how y'all doing? Good, man. Good. Hey, man, we appreciate you. We we know uh, John's out of town right now, but uh, thanks for taking a couple minutes with us. So, uh, the charity duck race that we went through the last couple weeks that Tony was facilitating for us. Um, uh, Tony, we, that, that money was going to Parkinson's. Uh, and uh, Tony, where, where was our total at? Where we find up, wind up on that? Um, we sold 35 bucks. I think that's right around $1,700 or so. It's going to go to the Parkinson's yeah. Support and Wellness Organization. Hey, hey, John, could you just briefly just, I mean, you and I had a conversation about three or four weeks ago mm -hmm. um, about your situation. Could you share with all of our viewers uh, what you're going through right now? Sure. First off, thanks for having me. Um, I've known Jimmy for a long time, Jim and Trish, and I got to meet uh, Tony and Carrie at London One. We've become friends since, but uh, I let Jimmy know a couple weeks ago that six weeks ago I was actually diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, came out of nowhere, surprised my wife and I very suddenly. I uh, was having symptoms, but um, got diagnosed and um, you know, I, I am blessed to have people like Jimmy and Tony in my life that uh, decided to this year take this charity and give the money to Parkinson's Research. 
which I have become a part of now. So I had a choice with my Parkinson's disease to start on medicine, to slow the tremors or fight it. And uh, I made the decision to fight the, the disease, uh, go into research now for the next year or so um, and try to find a cure, try to help others uh, that, uh, you know, should they get it years down the road that they have a chance to uh, not have the same situation that I might be facing over the next couple of years. Um, but excited oh. about it. Uh, have a, uh, a former role model, a gentleman that my dad was friends with that had it for 30 years. And I know what it looks like to have Parkinson's and, to, you know, kind of... Uh, celebrate it a little bit and, um, you know, fight through the issues I'll be facing, but, uh, you know, uh, have a chance to try to make things better. Yeah. John, I just, just want to tell you, that you've been in the prayer list every day, uh, since uh, you and I had that conversation brother. And, uh, when Tony and I were talking, it was only fitting that the last two weeks that we focused on, on Parkinson's and, and trying to find a, a cure, uh, for this awful disease here, man. So, um, we want you to stay in the screen here with us, bud. Uh, if it's okay uh, for this duck race. So we've got uh, a lot of ducks here and Tom's our duck caller on this usually here. So go ahead and fire it away, James. And they are off right past the 275 bridge cracking down. We have one fewer duck this week after uh, last race's winner, Jamie and I purchased and put out the stud, but we have the plane duck taking control <laughs> Taking control of the race early, uh, something you never want to do. Eileen O'Toole's duck. Uh, Eileen, sorry, you're not going to win this week. But, uh, stalling a little bit. Here comes COVID duck. Jason Tom, Walker's you're ruthless this looking week. Looking pretty good. Ruthless. I'm going to be going the limb. Never, look at the Batman duck looking good this week. I want Brown Suck to win. <laughs> well, the rest of them. Here comes uh -oh. uh, Lime Green Duck, Stevie Wolfer. Is that say Stevie Roland Wonder? Wolfer, that's, Stevie a, Wolfer. that's a family affair. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. Roman Wolfer, look at that. Roman Wolfer. Rowan Wolfer, congratulations. Hey, hey, so. hey, Tony, briefly explain to them what they did. One of the best prize packages we ever put together, brother. Explain to them what they just won. Yeah, this is a phenomenal quarterback package. It's got uh, footballs and football cards, jerseys, mini helmets. Um, you know, it's got a whole kinds of stuff uh, from our former uh, uh, quarterbacks throughout the years. So uh, you just want a heck of a package, and uh, I'll reach out to you and make sure that you get this thing and uh, start that collection if you haven't already started one. Yeah, that's very cool. looks like a Jeff Blake um, AFC Pro Bowl jersey, Ken Anderson jersey, starting lineups. You name it. I think every quarterback's covered there. So thank you, yeah. Tony, for putting that together. That's a pretty cool package. Hey, Tony, thank you very much. And real quick before I let you all go, my wife and I had a conversation, and uh, we are going to match the donations tonight uh, that you have raised to double the total uh, for Parkinson's research. And um, thank you all for allowing me to do it. It's an honor. Oh, John, man, thank it's uh, awesome, buddy. Hey, <laughs> Bengals Nation, everybody that's watching right now, we got a ton of folks in, in the, the chat area, tons of them watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube right now. Make sure you keep John and his family in your prayers. Uh, if you if he comes down to the tailgate most of the time, he was down there for a little bit this week. Uh, if he's down there for the Browns, I'm going to ask you to hunt John down, say hi to him. One of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Uh, and how he's going to beat this is his attitude because he's a very positive individual. Uh, glass is always half full. So that's the type of mentality you need to get through this, John. We appreciate you, buddy. Got you. Appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate the, uh, the generosity and who uh, day. All right. Who day, bud. Good day, John. Good day, John. Good day, John. Thank you.
All right. Hey, James, I think Trenton's in the, in the waiting room. And I, I think it's his damn birthday, man. How's he taking time for, out of his birthday to come? Oh, it's I, not his know. birthday. My bad. Somebody said it was his birthday. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's in the waiting room right now laughing at me right now. I can see it. So, James, go ahead and bring him on. All righty. Here we go. Trenton, what's going on, big dog? How you doing? Doing well. How y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, you're a, in a very short period of time, you have become a damn legend. The fans love you, brother, and we appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. All right. I, I Look, man, I just got off the plane. I literally just got here five minutes ago. Uh, I, I didn't have a chance to load all these videos. James, did you get a chance to load any of them? The videos, not yet, but we do have some um, pictures that um, we're going to share. Um, hopefully, if Jamie gets on, we can upload some of the videos. But uh, for those that don't know, going back, Trenton, you, it seems like you added an O-N to your name here once you uh, made the pros. A lot of the uh, the rival stuff, a lot of that older stuff just says Trent Irwin. When going back um, through the archives, I, I noticed he had D1 offers from everybody, uh, basically every Pac-12 school, uh, Vanderbilt. So obviously the grades were um, very good. Um, Trent, we got a picture here. It looks like from the Army-Navy game. Um, at the time, going back and um, reading this uh, this article, uh, I think the gentleman standing next to you was possibly you guys were looking at Arizona State. Um, for those that followed your career, that's um, not where it ended up. If that maybe that guy was a, a quarterback uh, standing next to you, do you want to uh, talk about um, way back then? Man, uh, yeah, there's so much I can talk about there, but that's that's my boy. That's actually Brady White. Um, he went to ASU and then. Went to Memphis, and I think he still holds a lot of the records for passing as a quarterback at Memphis. Uh, just this last, I think it was this last summer, I went to his wedding. So I was one of the groomsmen at his wedding. So we're still close, even though we had to take the separate routes to, you know, from college. That was that was the talk. That almost went to ASU. Uh, Mama wanted me to go to Stanford. She'd always been my teacher when I was growing up. So Stanford was the move, and and still happy with it. So. Great decision. Here's a uh, another picture. Um, obviously, a California native uh, signed with Stanford uh, January 6, 2015. So um, very cool to go back and, and read some of that um, stuff from back in the day. And again, a pretty uh, impressive uh, list of colleges. So going back to what you said, uh, the ultimate decision was um, mom was happy that uh, you went to Stanford. So, yeah, my mom was my teacher my whole life, actually. Uh, well, not my whole life from like second to seventh grade at like a small private school. So she was big on Stanford. Um, I had a cover, you know, a lot of other options, but it really came down to just sort of the people and the combination between academics and sports. And it's hard to beat that at Stanford, you know, it's, it's uh, funny that you mentioned your mom, obviously family is, is very important. Here's a um, picture I pulled from um, Twitter at, um, at Stanford. It must've been uh, during Thanksgiving time. What you're thankful for is this um is this everybody in your family uh my actually my sister's missing there i think she was either at college or somewhere else but i got the youngest sister there ava but Alyssa, she's missing in that picture so i got one more sister okay gotcha. all right very uh very cool go hey, ahead Jimmy. James, james i was able to download that video as we were talking all right so trend i'm telling you i know you never seen this show before but i hope the guys have told you and warned you we're going to find some videos somewhere about you and, and <laughs> on you. We found one. It was funnier than hell because we talked about it last week a little bit. But let's play this. Uh, it, it, you know, what people don't know is Trenton won an Oscar. 
And uh, this this is exactly this little short commercial is what he won the Oscar for. Let's do this. This is great. Thank you. Mm. Velveeta and Rotel tomatoes and green chilies to chicken and pasta. It's so good. Mm. It'll blow them away. Man, that's good. Man, that's good. <laughs> so I've heard about that. I didn't see that until last week. So talk about that, man. You did a Velveeta cheese commercial, Hollywood. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Did a, I've done uh, probably like five or ten commercials in my life, but. Uh, that's the main one that you can definitely find, and it still exists on a lot of uh, a lot of sources there. YouTube, it's it's a little hard to find, so I'm impressed that y'all y'all find it there. Um, but uh, it was, I mean, we did it all day. I, I had actually like a little spit bucket, and so you would eat it and then say something, and spit it out because they didn't want you to get full. So we did take all day to try to get that mm, right, and then the man it was a whole different scene. And then actually a weird little fun fact to pull it up there. Um, they had like a, like a, I mean, I see it like a roller coaster track. There was like a big black roller coaster track that pulled me up there. And then they just sort of somehow cut it out in the uh, production of the ending result. So I don't know how they did that. That's beyond me, but there was a roller coaster track looking thing pulling me up there. I'm just waiting for that damn thing to be played at the stadium when you guys, you yeah. know, in between a, a timeout or something. It's going to happen. You know they're going to do it. So, so how did they? Did you like? Did you go rehearsing for these things? What? How did you do? What happened? Yeah. So my dad was actually a commercial actor, um, and did you know some theatrical stuff as well. But the whole family would go out for commercial auditions, and um, that was sort of what we did. And I ended up getting that one. Um, you, you know, usually you go to an audition and if they like you, they call you back and sometimes they put you on a veil or they call you back again. Um, I think this one, they just called me back and then gave me the job. And so then we shot all day and, um, it turned out good. It, it was a little bit shaky in the beginning, actually. It wasn't exactly what they wanted. We tried, you know, a little thing here and there, and then it, it finally clicked for them. So we, uh, it turned so, out well. So your boys, the players that you play with, they know about this damn thing, right? Uh, a lot of them do. I learned the other day that not all of them do because we play in the offensive meeting a lot, but I think some of the defensive guys don't actually know. <laughs> so is it, uh, is it safe to say acting maybe something you do once the, the pursuit, once the football career is over? Um, it definitely has to be after football. I, I ran into that issue with, uh, in high school, actually in a Microsoft commercial. I got the commercial and had to miss a practice. It was before my first game. And because I missed that practice, they benched me for the first quarter of my freshman year. So All right. I, at that point, it was it was football. So uh, I don't know if it'll be afterwards. I could see it being that, but I think we got to fill that out and see what's up when it happens. That's a, this is a good segue because if the acting doesn't work out, maybe there's a career in animals or a reptile show. Do you want to talk about this picture? <laughs> 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 Steve is, is Steve Irwin a distant relative, or, or what? Uh, what do we need to know here? I call him Cuzzo, but I'm, I'm not related to Steve Irwin. I wish I was. Um, same last name, same spelling. Uh, of no relation that I know of, but in my mind, he's Cuzzo. Yeah, um, I love animal conservation type efforts, and that that might be a field that I 
I move into if possible, but that's that's all dependent on, I guess, <laughs> the future. But that is definitely, and that was a live gator. That was Spike. And it doesn't uh, look like his tape, his mouth's not even taped shut, right? No, you're a brave, you're a brave soul. Everywhere. I, I know the people who had that organization there, so they take that gator everywhere. Um, I have a, I think I have a picture of me carrying it too, because it was at like some Easter event. They had the gator there, so. There's not many gators in the uh, Palo Alto area, is there? There are. (laughs) (laughs) Do not get near there while the Blackburn family can get any proof of that further, because uh, you'll be in big trouble. So uh, keep those questions away. I just got a text from Elizabeth. Uh, Trenton, you're not to touch alligators, period. (laughs) It's in your contract. It's in your damn contract now. <laughs> you need to have your fingers. No, question is uh, you know, in Cincinnati, we value our football history. We have Ken Anderson, who should be in the Hall of Fame, Boomer Esiason, who dominated uh, pretty much of a decade of the 80s, won an NFL MVP. Two very different personalities, but two very strong leaders. Certainly, we all know the Bengals have a great leader in our quarterback, Joe Burrow, but what is his demeanor in the huddle? Ken Anderson was known as very calm, very yeah. clear, very direct, whereas Boomer could get very emotional and sometimes very angry. What's Joe Burrow like in the huddle for you guys? Mm. Um, I'd say he's more on the calmer side. I'd say he's more on the calmer side, but he, he seems like, um, I don't know how to say it, but like he's watching over everything. Like I know he's aware of every little piece on how everyone's feeling or how everyone's moving throughout the day that practice and everything so he's able to observe all that and take it in and just be able to I, I think just be on the same page as everyone just be able to communicate with anyone you got a whole bunch of different personalities you know in the locker room and so many different people from that's one of my favorite things you got so many different people from different backgrounds of life you know you got people from you could tell different states but different financial backgrounds different uh income you know just all uh, ethnic backgrounds um and i think he's able to communicate and get the message across to everybody that really the, the main goal is win. Like whatever we got to do to win, that, that's what we're going to do. And, and you can feel that with him and everything that he does. It's we will find a way to get the job done. Let's talk about the uh, the path to the NFL, uh, Trent. I believe it was 2019 um, signed with Miami, um, and it, it's been three years since um, you know you, you made your your NFL debut here with the um, with the Bengals. Talk about the, the life of being on the practice squad. What's that? Um, what's that like? Um, obviously, you have to be ready for that call up. Um, is it a, a deal where you know you're simulating a lot of defenses go, going into um, that week's game? Tell us what it's um, you know the grind that it is to to be on that practice squad with uh, the hopes of working hard every day and getting that call up to um, to the 53. Yeah, I mean, first off, it's a patient game. You know, you, you got to stay patient for when your opportunities come around. Um, but overall, you know, I mean, uh, my dog uh, Stanley Morgan was actually practice squad at some point with me and moving up and down. And so we always um, we always say bomb squad. That was our group together. And then, you know, just getting out of the mud. You know, I, it's, um, you know, there's a certain group of people who are undrafted free agents. And there's a really, it might, I think it's a majority in the NFL that are. But, you know, you there's plenty of them that, are there for a year and then gone. So it's a, it's a constant drive thing. You got to just be able to have your own, I guess, motivator within you and um, just go out there every day and be ready for when that opportunity comes because it, it comes for many of guys, you know, but you just don't know exactly when it's going to come. 
Yeah. Hey, Trent, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, what's what's really was really cool to me when you caught your first touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and I know they had a lot of guys mic'd up, and I think it was Mike Hilton, some of the other guys on the sideline. They were genuinely excited as hell for you yeah. catching that touchdown, man. They know the work that you put in. They knew the effort that you put in to get to that point, man. You got your opportunity. You took advantage of it, man. What, what does that mean to you? That you're. It it feels from from our perspective, from the fans' perspective, these guys these guys love you to death, man, and they were happy as hell for you. I mean, it meant the world. I mean, there's there's a great group of guys in there. I mean, that's 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 really my family and in Cincy right now. So there's a great group of guys in there, and to see them have that type of emotion for me getting that chance, that opportunity, that win, um, was pretty darn cool. I mean, Mike Mike knows the grind there of, of trying to. I think if I'm not mistaken, he was on draft free agent. Um, so just to have that type of support in every way is is huge. Um, but it's, you know, you, you got to celebrate your wins, but you got to keep going and, and be ready for the next opportunity. And you can't let that celebration really dictate your work ethic there. Right. And along those lines, we got another picture here. It looks like Joe talking to the <laughs> locker room being presented that, um, that game. I'll talk about, uh, that experience. Oh, that was unbelievable. Um, that was pretty cool. I didn't know for sure I was going to get one, but I was hoping for one. Um, you know, having there congratulate me that that picture's a little bit goofy, but it was you know it was a raw emotion. It was what I felt in that moment, and uh, you know, I, my mama loves that picture. I'm a little bit like, well, I look a little goofball, but I'll take it. <laughs> where's uh, where's that ball sit now, uh, Trent? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, under his pillow, I see. <laughs> <laughs> that one was everywhere that day, but yeah, no, I still got that here, and then I actually got my jersey. Right here as well. Oh, that's badass. Badass. Nice. Nice. We got a, another picture here, and it, it happened, I believe, just <laughs> a uh, a week with nothing bad. We're, we're done with all the hard ones. This He's scared. All, He's scared right now. This is just all uh, <laughs> raves. Um, these are all raves. This was that oh. um, oh. catch that, that Mike Vrabel didn't think you, you caught. Um, Craig and I happened to be sitting right in front of you on the, on the sidelines there. We 100% knew it was a uh, catch. Was that something you guys worked on all week? And tell us about uh, that big catch there in Nash Vegas. I mean, you know, that's a back shoulder fade. That's what really Joe and Jamar do better than anyone in the league. Um, and Joe threw a great ball there. We worked on it early in the week just for when the opportunities come. And, um, you know, you got to build a feel of his back shoulder over the top. And we connected there on a the third down to, you know, move the chains and, I was I was happy he threw the challenge flag because I got to waste the time out and we got to end it with the ball in our hands. So, uh, it, it, Trent, it's funny we were all most all of us were down in Nashville for that game and all the Bengal fans know who you are. But let me tell you something: we were sitting in a group of all Nashville fans. They're like they were looking your name up. Who is this guy? Who that's Ti man? You guys better be ready for him. Well, everybody in the NFL knows about you now, brother, because uh, especially the Nashville fans they know about you for sure. Man, that was that was an awesome awesome time, man. Yeah, that was sick. Okay, hey, Tom, hey, uh, do we have any uh, viewer questions at all? Yeah, we'll go ahead, uh, Tom. Go ahead, and I'll look for the. Uh, I do have one viewer question ready. Yeah, Trent. One of the things you know started really last year when I think the reboot that Coach Taylor was trying to implement happened was how you guys work together so well, work mm -hmm. so hard. You guys had Monday off, but from everything we're reading. The locker room was pretty much at capacity with guys lifting weights. I guess Joe Burrow went in, got in a workout, and then dove into studying film on, on Cleveland. 
you ever been around a group like this that works so well together and works so hard for each other? I definitely have not. No, that's an easy one. I have not been around a group like that. Um, I feel like it's it's pretty clear that everyone's willing to be bought in and put everything into it every week. You know, that's, that's the number one thing on everyone's mind every week. And, uh, you know, you go through high school and, you know, kids are just playing ball, having fun. But you can always tell the investment levels are different on, you know, each position group or each individual. College, I feel like you get to that next level and, like, you got a lot of people bought in, but then there's still people that you got to drag out to events. And, you know, usually you got to drag someone out to somewhere. They're not really, they're not invested, but I've seen, I mean, here more than anywhere I've ever been, um, everyone's just bought in. Like you expect them to be there working. That's just what they do. And it's, if they're not doing it, they're probably doing some sort of work at home, some sort of film study at home, recovery at home, or there, it's just a matter of what's got to be done to get the job done. And that's what everyone's doing. So it's, it's a unique group. And, um, you know, everyone was in the locker room on Monday, on the day off, either lifting, watching film, recovery, any of that. So it, it was pretty cool just to see that you get the day off, but everyone knows still what you got to do to get the job done. And that's what they were doing. To elaborate on what um, Tom said, Trent, that wide receiver room that, that you're a part of, I'm going to say it's the best in the NFL. Um, the unique thing about it is obviously we know Jamar, um, T and, and Tyler, but there's, there's no egos. There's no head hanging if, if they don't get the, the ball. It just seems like the next man up. Obviously, Jamar's been out some games this year. T. Higgins has been out for some games this year. And, and whoever's next in that wide receiver room steps up. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit more specifically on uh, that wide receiver core that you're uh, a huge part of. And, and as I said, the best wide receiver room in the NFL. No, I mean, that receiver room is unbelievable. It is, uh, in my opinion, the best receiver room in the NFL by far. Um you know, and I think in everything that they do, though, I mean, you talk about win one-on-ones, you talk about understanding coverages, um, you talk about, I think, just the camaraderie that we have. I mean, the support system, even after, like, last game, Jamar was like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You, you know, I love how you're playing. And, like, you know, I got to go in there and have a catch, you know, 13, 12 yards, whatever it was, and uh, didn't have as big a role, but, you know, he's still out there, you know, doing his thing, but making sure he's supporting everyone, so... I think that that support system is, is huge. And I think it, it starts with Troy. Troy Walters, our receiver coach, is unbelievable. Um, he is, you know, the best receiver coach I've had. You know, he understands people as people, but he also understands the system and being able to just communicate what needs to be said and get people individually right, you know, because everyone takes information differently. So you got to be able to address them as individuals more so than as a, just a blueprint of what works. So I think I think it starts with Troy, but I think it really it trickles down to, you know, the top three big dogs there that always support everyone, you know, and, and you know, we got new receivers coming in, coming out, but there, there's always a lot of love in that room. And that's and that's pretty unique because it feels like everyone's fighting for each other's job. But really, you're just out there, you know, trying to win a game and trying to support each other. Trent, we want to be conscious of your time. Do you have a couple of minutes for some viewer questions? Yeah, we'll go. Okay, uh, Bob, this is a great question. We know we have three remaining home games at uh, Paycor this year, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo on Monday night, and, and probably that Baltimore game that's going to be flexed. Yes, from a player's point of view, what's the vibe from the sidelines with Paycor home crowd um, and how loud they are? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I mean, I, I've, I've been here early when we weren't, you know, doing as well. It wasn't as pretty or even freaking in the COVID year. It was, a little, it was no one there. Um, but it's been pretty cool to see the, the city come alive and just, you know, supporting everything. I think the Miami game, the whiteout was one of the memorable ones that really stuck with me is it was like, all right, we we're here as a unit, you know, to 
go win a game. And we, we took that one as well. But it's been cool to feel that environment. You know, I didn't really have that one in college where it was as rowdy. We were a little bit quieter. We had our Stanford was known as the library, both being smart but being a little quiet. So it's cool to have that, that atmosphere, to have that city backing you up. Okay. Uh, apparently, our, our uh, viewers, our, our Bengals fans watching, are, are stereotyping you. Uh, long hair, blonde, from California. The, the popular question here is, do you surf? Yes. Okay. I knew it was going to be a question. I <laughs> long hair down. All right. Like, to all, all the stereotypes there, I have the long hair. I'm from Cali, and I don't know how to surf. So I, I, <laughs> I got the long hair. Look. I don't have the skill set yet. That's something we can acquire, um, but I think I, I gotta be um, I gotta be safe, you know, for the body as well, and not get hurt. So I gotta I gotta be in the right circumstances to be able to do that uh, skill. So we hey, got it. On. Stay away from stay away from crocodiles and no surfing. It's sharks. So we got it. And stay away from sharks. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need you in the water anywhere. You're good. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. Also, Jimmy, Trent, I did have one one question okay. if you do have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. So first I want to congratulate you on making the you know the fifty-three man roster. And you know, a lot has been made over Cincinnati about uh, you know, the head coach. And one of the things that I love about our team now is that how everyone contributes. So can you speak to what it's like working under Zach Taylor and just the vibe he gives and how how his demeanor is, you know, just gives confidence to the whole team? Yeah. Um, no, I mean Zach just feels like when you're in the locker room with Zach, he just feels like another, I don't want to say like another person, but he treats everyone as people. Like he knows everyone's name. You know, you come in there as a practice squad guy who you're there for day four and you walk by Zach and Zach will be like, Hey, what's up, John, or whatever your name is there. And he, he knows everyone's names. He treats everyone as individuals. And I, I think that that has that trickle down effect. Everyone knows everyone and everyone respects everyone. You know, sometimes you're, you know, someone walks around, whether it be the big boss or whatever habit, you're like a little, a little timid to be able to say anything. Um, but Zach invites open communication there. And I think he, he sets the standard for how everyone communicates and how everyone is open to just be themselves. So I, I, and I mean, I love the job that Zach does. And he, I mean, obviously does a great job see it from the outside, but from the inside out, it's good too. Hey, just Trent, I just want to let you know, I also text Elizabeth and Troy and uh, Duke, um, and they're responding, you're not to be anywhere near the ocean uh, or any lakes in Florida, any swamps in Florida, man. We, we need you. We need you, brother. We need you. So, hey, we'll, we'll kind of close out with this. I just want to add just two more quick uh, – one comment. And so Saturday is your birthday, correct? Uh, December 10th. I think that's Saturday. All right. You know, see, he was trying to – hey, I said today was his birthday, but – Hey, what better thing than for us to beat up on a city up north? Oh yeah, on Trent's, Trent's birthday weekend, brother. So talk about look. We we lost to these guys twice twice last year. That last game didn't matter because none of the starters hardly played anyhow, right? But um, they got our number a little bit. But we we got some we got some payback to do here Sunday, right? I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, I think Kansas City. We had plenty of uh, energy and plenty of purpose to try to go win that game just because they were number one seed in the AFC and you know we had played them in the playoffs we'll probably see them again in the playoffs um but you know coming off that big win we still look at Cleveland and we're like well they beat us probably three times we played them or yeah. more so like we got a lot to prove there and um you know that being the Browns you know and the family there and all that 
there's a there's a lot of stuff to prove that we we still have on the table there. So I think that's going to bring great energy to practice and everything that we do and, and an investment to try to go get that win because we need it. We need we need a we need a statement there. We need to set a little standard. We'll we'll be there. We'll be there, brother. We'll be there Sunday, loud and proud for you, bud. Hey, so I do want one if you can just a yeah. request from us. We want yeah. you to do a key rhyme, bounce somebody off the turf, man. Just stiff on them. We want, we want to see you. We want to see you, man. We want to see you do it. Don't do that. I just catch my runs in the end. Oh, man. I don't know if I got that one in me, but I'll do my best key rhyme impression. <laughs> well, brother, hey, man, it means a lot. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, you have – I just just overnight have become like a, a, a legend here at Cincinnati, brother, and the fans, not just locally, but across the country and internationally, brother. You're one of the most popular Bengals right now, man. We love you, man. And, and stay healthy. Stay away from the damn alligators. Don't go <laughs> Don't go anywhere any near sharks. We need your ass for the rest of the year because we've got to make this Super Bowl run, brother, and we need you, man. But we appreciate you so much for being with us, bud. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Who day? Great. <laughs> He's a freaking blast. <laughs> that was uh... – that was a lot of fun. That was, uh, I had I had some high school video I didn't get a chance to cut up, man. But dude, this dude was played defensive back. He was a receiver, returned punts and kicks. He was all over the damn field in high school. So I'm sorry, James. Go ahead, man. I'm just here for the ride right now. My bad. No, that's it. Um, I think we're we're right there. So let's, uh... This is the two minute warning. So let's bring, let's bring Tony back on and close this out here, uh, Mark. We did not get it since I just got home and Jamie had those issues. I don't think we got your video loaded, did we, James? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I do. So hold on here. I, I think I can play this here. Let's see, man. Tell Jamie we we miss him. We need him back. This uh, I'll say it was a right great before the morning. Mark threw the red flag. We're good. Yeah, I did. That. Let's see here. Google Drive. Let's see if we can get this play because we had a pretty. Pretty epic tailgate. Let's see here. There it is. Oops. There we go. Back at it. Once again. In quite a few hours. Hell, it's only 10 o'clock. Complete pandemonium. Who <laughs> day?
them feel very, very unwelcome in the jungle here today, and be the loudest, wildest fans we can be, I toast to the fans of Cincinnati, who they? Oh, what a day! <laughs> it was it was wild down there. It was wild. That uh, that was the one thing we didn't uh, mention. We want to thank the rulers of the jungle for stopping by, um, John Moxley and uh, Renee Paquette. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to uh, have them stop by. And as always, I think Mark uh, captured that pretty good uh, from the prime to the gold star to the Camp Washington. To, I think we had more food there than than ever on um, on Sunday. Uh, another. Huge, huge crowd that spilled out into the um, park and uh, was a lot of fun. If you weren't there uh, last Sunday, come on down this Sunday and uh, partake in it. Uh, we're going to do an event where we honor a lot of uh, the prominent women in, in Cincinnati. Stay tuned for the details on that. And uh, thanks, Mark, for for capturing the the fun on Sunday. That uh, that was um, that was a good time. Thank you. And I just want to mention real quick that I met someone there. They came all the way from Australia. It was their first game ever. And I was just telling my wife, like, that is one of the, my favorite things about going down to the games over everything is just meeting these people and just imagine traveling that far. And obviously, you know, our record hasn't always been the best, but to travel that far and to see that game, I told my wife, like, he might name his kid Burrow after something like that. Like, it's just amazing. And I'm so glad that fans, especially from outside the country, there was another guy from Amsterdam. We talked about soccer, of course, uh, that they just come here and they feel so welcome. They said they have such a great time. And then also they get to see our team win. So I just want to say it was a fantastic Sunday. For sure. Uh, Tony, you want to start us off here? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a major announcement. I swear. We just got confirmation. Great. Next Tuesday, K 
Kay Adams is coming on the show, guys. Kay Adams is coming on the show. Let's go. That's awesome. a big James, you got to be excited about that now. Come on. You you heard her here first. She was uh she was with us what last uh December down in the jungle. I think it was one of the Toys for Tots games, um, Tony. I think she matter of fact, she brought uh some toys down for that with uh with Elizabeth and, and the rest of the Blackburns that um that came down. So um San Francisco fun game. To, uh, fun to have her on. There you go. There you go. James, one one more thing before uh Tony, we we try to reboot again and go with the two minute warning. <laughs> a question for uh, you know the two minute warning that started twelve minutes ago. Uh, but Jimmy, for all the decades you and I have been going down, and through all the great moments and the frustrating ones, other than maybe the Raiders win last January in the playoffs, can you remember a time you know at the end of the game last week nobody left. I mean, normally a Cincinnati crowd is quick in, informative, fired up. When the game's over, you know, it's it's a, it's a break to your car. Nobody left. The stands stayed full for minutes, I mean, for a really long time after the game. And pe- people cheering. Nobody wanted to leave Paycor Stadium. Um, you know, if, if that's not, a, you know, is, is this team and this group keeps moving not just the Bengals, but the city forward. You know, I think it's just another monster step. Do you remember a game like that where nobody wanted to leave? No, man. And and, and I can tell because it took me like 17 hours to get out of the parking lot. Uh, too, but Tra- Traffic was a bear. Traffic was that, bear. But I will deal with that every game after that. I don't care about oh, the traffic, but you're right, Tom. Yeah, it used to be back in the daytime. Remember, we used to look up at the escalator in the south end zone, southeast corner of the end zone. You see people coming. It was empty. It was like crickets. Nobody was coming down that escalator, man. Uh, they were enjoying every minute of that, man. We, guys, we have been waiting for a long time for this. We're part of the big dogs now. We are the big dogs in the NFL, man. Uh, the ratings, I don't. I forget what the stat was. One of the most viewed uh, games, primetime, 4 o'clock games in like I don't know, how many years. years or something like that. Yeah, so guys, it's not just the fans of Cincinnati. People across the country and internationally are are taking notice of our Cincinnati Bengals, man. It's special. All right, and and now back to our regularly scheduled two-minute warning and Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say it was a heck of a tailgate. I had a lot of fun, a lot of good money earned for uh, Maddie's house. Uh, Hell of a game. Um, To your point, Tom, um, I think everybody wanted an encore. I uh, just wanted the team to come back out so we can continue to celebrate that win. I'm looking forward to uh, the city up north. Um, I think this is going to be the time that um, we beat them. I think it's due. I think we need to do it, and um, I think it's in our future to do that. And the last thing, I'll just end with this. They got to play us. Hell yeah. Boom. Hell yeah. Mark? All right. Uh, so actually, I want to start us off by saying thank you to the Brown family and the Bengals organization. Um, if I look back three or four years ago and all the things that I wished that our team was and what happened, they've happened. I wanted uniforms. I wanted an alternate helmet. I wanted better fan interaction. I wanted a ring of honor. I wanted a young progressive head coach. I wanted a new quarterback. Everything we've asked for. And one really important thing, like with Trent, is utilization of the whole roster. And if you look at that game, that's the play where we scored the winning touchdown. Jamar Chase was in the backfield. Chris Evans was out on a, as a receiver. 
he was wide open because of the play design. So just we're using the whole 46. I just want to say thank you to the organization um, for what they've done the last few years. And uh, we have to have to win Sunday. Tom? You know, the probably the final look back uh, from last Sunday and something I, I mentioned to uh, to Jimmy a little while earlier was the pass that sealed the victory, that uh, third down pass of Joe Burrow where he was about to get rocked, knew he was going to get hit and hit hard. He had a, a window of, you know, throwing through a tire. There was one spot he could complete that pass to, and he buried it right in T. Higgins' chest. Probably in the history of the franchise, all of Boomer Esiason's 70-yard touchdown passes, uh, Ken Anderson scrambling or firing a bomb to Isaac Curtis. That's got to be top three of, of the biggest pass completions in franchise history. Uh, and again, it just goes to the quarterback we have. But moving forward, I hope everybody will focus and help our defense make Paycor very, very loud on Sunday. Our defensive line is going to work it. Uh, the Chiefs were able to run the ball a bit. And I'm sure the Browns are, are looking at film. The Chiefs have put a lot of time and concentration on they thought they could run the ball on us. And there's no other team in the league you need to stop the run against other than maybe the Titans, like you need to stop Nick Chubb and the Browns. So let's help our defensive line out, keep it loud Sunday, and I think everything else will take care of itself. But you want the big win Sunday to count, you got to win this coming Sunday. Jimmy? Yeah, guys, uh, look, man, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, man, I, I tell you what, it, it feels like last year, guys. It absolutely feels like last year. Uh, they're peaking at the right time. They're playing well in December. Um, let's stay healthy going into the playoffs, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, we're the best team in the AFC. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm not. I shouldn't apologize for that. Just the way we're playing. The next man up. You have players like Trent Irwin coming on here, uh, taking care of business when his number's called. Absolutely love it. Um, don't forget about Saturday. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. 10, 12, and two o'clock. Ten over in East Gates. Uh, was it Walmart, Tony? Uh, I think we're gonna be at. Uh, and that's at 10, 12 o'clock at the Newport uh, Target, and then we're finishing up at, I'm sorry, at two at the pro shop. Uh, fill this bus up. Tony's going to be wearing something very special. I don't know if he said what he was going to be wearing, but just I would promise you, you're going to want to be there at one of these stops to see what Tony is going to be wearing. It is classic. <coughs> and uh, thanks, everybody, for um, the donations to the Parkinson's thing. And, and look, man, it, you know, John's a really good close friend of mine. Tony's got to know him here over the past month or two. Uh, James, knows, James knows who he is as well. Guys, this is why – Hootay Nation is the best, man. When you've got a family member in need, a, a fan in need, Bengal Nation always seems to step up and do what they can to help. And I absolutely love it, man. And it's it's awesome. Don't forget about the next two weeks. We got the Logan Wilson thing. Uh, check the links. There'll be some posts on social media here soon after the show's over with for that. We'll see you guys down there Sunday. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Logan, so me, next week. You got James. James is yeah. next. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm, not add, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish it, Jay. I'm gonna let you finish it. Okay. Um, next week we got Kay Adams. Uh, the week after that is going to be the Duck Race on the 20th, and Logan Wilson will be on the episode that evening as well. Uh, so very, very cool. We appreciate you guys. And uh, James, go ahead and close it out tonight, man. Thanks for uh, for facilitating all this damn damn stuff tonight. Sorry about the lateness. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to put a link in the um, the chat session here. I know a lot of people are looking to uh, get out of the cold and head to um, Tampa. 
We do have a limited amount of room for our tailgate um, in Tampa that we'll be teaming up with our friends at the uh, Bengal trailer. That link is there. Um, As always, all the Bengal gym um, tailgates are um, family orientated. So we've got a lot of questions. Hey, my 10 year olds come in, my 16 year olds come in. Um, Come one, come all. We also got questions. Hey, I'm coming with some Bucks fans. No problem. Come just make sure you get your ticket in advance. We want to make sure we have enough food enough drinks for you and um, look forward to that this was a lot of fun tonight um this is a lot of fun because of, of you the fans uh, we appreciate the the energy you bring on on sundays at paycor we appreciate the energy that uh you bring at the tailgate and and being part of the show without um you guys and gals watching you know this went um this wouldn't be any fun so i, I kudos to, to trenton he was uh he was a great guest um Kudos to Tony. You know, I just I just got a, a text from somebody that um, Parkinson's affects them. So um, a lot of the charity work uh, that we do, um, it touches everybody we know in in, in some way. So um, again, we appreciate the donations. Just under eighty thousand, we'll get to um, a hundred thousand, and a big guest for uh, for next week with uh, Kay Adams. So again, thank you to everybody. Stop out and see us. Um, Sunday in um, Lottie and Jimmy, anything else you want to say? That's it, guys. We love you guys. We'll see you Sunday. Who day been beat the city up north? Let's go. Who day? Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure, it's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.